congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we come together today to celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ, it occurs to me that we really need to take a very hard and good look at the, the process, the, the steps. What happens, what is present there, what occurs, and how this baptism unfolds. I think it's very key for us to, in order that we might understand a, a deeper reality for what's happening here. Baptismo is the Greek word for baptism. It means literally bathe or wash. Baptisms happen all the time. You probably had one this morning, hopefully. You took a shower, you probably used some soap, you got yourself washed up, cleansed up, and, and you came in this morning. There was a, a baptism. Baptisms happened all the time in the first century. John, the baptizer, he probably experienced this if he had seen the um, the community of the Essenes, but which was maybe a mile or two away from where he was baptizing. The Essenes were the Dead Sea Scroll folks um, who were out in the desert in the first century. Their community had a baths. Before you would go into the community, you were unclean. So you would walk down into the bath by some stairs, be cleansed, and then come up the other side by the, by the stairs. It was a ceremonial cleaning. It was, it was to get the, 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 the men who were in this community, to get them to where their sins were, were cleansed, where they would now be, be washed. It was a ceremonial thing. It was, it was full of, of representations and, and these types of things. These, these types of things were going on all over the place. But why this baptism? And what makes this washing different than every other washing we've ever experienced? Well, let's take a look at the order. So Jesus comes to the river to be baptized. And I have that question, why the Jordan River? There are lots of wonderful pools of water all around Jerusalem. Even up in Galilee, where Jesus journeyed from, that's where the headwaters of the Jordan River are, are at. You won't find more pristine and clear water than the water coming out of the Sea of Galilee into the Jordan River. Why not there? Why here? Why does Jesus journey from Galilee down to the Jordan River? The Jordan River traverses Galilee all the way down to the Dead Sea. Why down here? Well, this is, the, this is the place. This is the spot. This is the very place where God brings his children, they're called Israel, through the waters of the Jordan River and into the Holy Land. Do you remember the, the story? Do you remember the reality of the waters being pushed back and the children of Israel walking across the Jordan River on dry ground into the Holy Land? It was reminiscent of 40 years before when the generation before them had passed through the waters of the Red Sea. That's what makes this spot significant. You see, 
God's children, Israel, were coming into God's land, into the Holy Land, into the promised land. And there they would have relationship with God Almighty. There they would keep covenant with God so that the whole world would know that there is a God in and of Israel. Israel. It means God's chosen. So Jesus going to the Jordan River to be baptized is absolutely necessary. Why? Because Israel passing through the Jordan into the promised land were not able to keep covenant with God. So God then is going to keep covenant with man and his son. And don't let that word escape you. His son, Israel, Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, comes to the Jordan so that he will now do what the children of Israel could never do, keep covenant. That's why it's at the Jordan River. That's why it's at this spot and this place. I want to take you back, all the way back, to Genesis Chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. And we have some connections here with the creation of the cosmos, the creation of the universe, and this baptism. Before there was anything, before there was even a before, there was God. The first four words, in the beginning, God. And maybe that's the first thing that God creates is a beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. There is darkness and a formless mass, a formless thing, and darkness is over all of it, and then breaking forth from this darkness and this silence comes the voice of God, let there be light. And there is light. And it is good. It's not a, a coincidence that God takes and uses water. It's not a coincidence that water was there at the very beginning and the, and the Spirit of God was hovering over it. It's not a coincidence that there is water now today in the baptism of Jesus and Jesus going into the water comes out of the water and it's not a coincidence that that Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that was there at creation, now descends on Jesus. And the same word, the same voice that penetrated the darkness at the beginning now comes forth at the baptism of Jesus. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. If you never learn anything else in your whole life, know this. The word of God creates 
it creates. And it speaks forth not just creation, but the very definition of truth. This is Jesus. He is the Christ. He is the living Son of God. He is the Word that was there at the beginning. The Word that came forth, let there be light. Jesus was that Word. And now that Word has become flesh. And now that flesh now comes to to serve and to live, to teach and to preach and to perform miracles, to prove the power of God. And then to suffer and die to bring about the forgiveness of sins wrought through God's plan, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for you and for me. And Jesus is here, and he is baptized, and this baptism changes all of it. It fulfills all righteousness. Every baptism before and every baptism after will now be hooked to this baptism. It is not just a symbol. It is not just a ceremony anymore. It fulfills all righteousness. That's why the Apostle Paul can say with assurance that baptism now saves you. It doesn't just wash you in a ceremonial way or a spiritual way. It actually now saves you. And your life is anchored in your baptism. Because when you were baptized, you were baptized into Christ Jesus. And if you were baptized into Jesus, then you were baptized into his death. And now as he is raised from the dead, you too will have new life. Why? Because of your baptism. Because of what God has done for you through that baptism. Because God has fulfilled all righteousness in his son. And that righteousness now is placed upon you because of your baptism. This is our life. This is the very foundation of our faith. It really culminates with the last words of Jesus in the gospel of Matthew. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. And now may the peace of God which does transcend our ability to comprehend, keep and guard in your hearts and your minds, always never focused on your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and your baptism into him. Amen.